Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I have with me, of course, former NFL player James Loving. How are you doing this week, James? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, let's let's go. Let's go. Are, are you just bubbling over about who our guest is? Yeah, say that again. I'm sorry. Are you bubbling over with who our guest is? Do you bubble? I'm jumping up. I'm doing exercise. I'm doing jumping jacks. Oh, I love hearing that. that. Okay, I'm not going to hold it any longer. So we finally got on somebody that you've been wanting to have on for a long time. We have former NFL player Mitch Donahue. He played with you at the University of Wyoming, and then he went on. He got drafted by the San Francisco, I'm sorry, San Francisco 49ers and also played for the Denver Broncos. So, Mitch Donahue, thank you for coming on and being our guest today. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank oh, you, Mitch. Thanks. As I said in our emails, James, was, he, was, he was pretty ecstatic to know that we had you. So he's been wanting to have you on for a while. So thank you. I, I'm happy to be here, and, and uh, I've always... Uh, Enjoyed uh, James. We, we used to call him Love in college, but um, and uh, anyway, I can help. It's it's just uh, it's exciting to to be visiting with you. Perfect. So, Mitch, go go ahead. You know, I, I gave a little bit of background on you. Can you share with our guests a little bit more? Because I know there's a lot more to your uh, playing at Wyoming and then going on to the pros. Um, you know, by far. My, my, uh, I, I was much more successful in college, you know, than the NFL. But uh, I really enjoyed my time at the University of Wyoming. Um, we won two conference championships, uh, WAC championships, when I was there. Uh, went to three bowl games, three out of the four years. Um, a lot of great things happened during that time. Uh, my senior year, I was able to. Um, get 22 sacks, which was more than anybody else in the country, and uh, that was good enough to get me drafted in the fourth round to the San Francisco 49ers, where I played there for two years. And then Wade Phillips uh, brought me over to Denver, um, and I played there in '93 and '94, and I really loved it in Denver. It was close to where I went to college, and um, Everybody in my hometown in Billings, Montana, got to see the games because, you know, they all the Bronco games are broadcast in, in Montana. So it was just a good fit for me. A lot of people from my hometown and high school and whatnot would come to the games and give me a shout. Fantastic. Now, now you're leaving one thing out of your college college playing days that I want everyone to realize. You were nominated twice. Or actually, you received two times the WAC Defensive Player of the Year. That's big. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that <Best> was <laughs> that was a good, like I said, I enjoyed uh, playing at Wyoming. Um, my coach, you know, Paul Roach was a great coach, and um, I didn't know how great he was until I became a Denver Bronco. When I go back and visit um they have a alumni reunion every year, and when I, when I go back there and visit, Paul Roach would be at those same reunions because he coached there. Uh, and uh, man, those old players just gather around him like he is, you know, the legend that he is. And uh, so, having said that, but my defensive line coach was uh, a great, great coach. He coached us great technique. Um, he yelled at us a lot and got us to play harder. And I think he got us to play better than we actually were because <laughs> we would, we would kill, we would just kill offenses that we had no business and, you know, and keeping up with. And we play bigger schools than, than us. And, and we just, we do great against them. It's just because we could hear uh, Del White yelling in our ear the whole time, <laughs> and we were afraid of him. So we we go out there and and uh, and do well because of that. 
I owe wow. a lot to the University of Wyoming and, and to Del White and, and Paul Roach. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to, to bring that up because uh, that, you know, two-time Defensive Player of the Year twice, you know, in the WAC, that, that's, a, that's a lot of teams, and that's, that's a big accomplishment for you. So, you know, hats off to you for that. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. You know so, what, so I, I know that you know you brought up Wade Phillips, and I know that James, you know, he also had Wade Phillips, you know, back when he was in in Philadelphia. So oh. he's 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 coached a lot of players with a lot of teams. Yeah, he's kind of been all over the place. He, we had a pretty tough time when when uh, in '93 and '94 with Wade as the head coach. Um, uh, the last <laughs> the last game. In fact, that I played, the whole crowd was chanting, Wade must go, Wade must go. And to go from that to where he's at now, having uh, coached that great defense at at the Broncos uh, that went to the Super Bowl here um, and and won a few years back, um, and to, to be like he is known as the defensive coordinator that, um, you know, to go from having the crowd chant "Wade must go" and then everybody the whole in the whole world knows you're the best defensive coordinator. He's he's gone from uh, you know he's he's in a good position right now. Right, James. Do you have something to say about about Wade? I just or? want to say. Well, I want to say something about Mitch first. Um, <laughs> I really dealt with Wade over at Philly because I only seen him a lot because. Um, his defense, you know, um, we the receiver, we so, you know, I used to joke away their lives. Like, how oh, you let this rookie come in here talking to Eric Allen and Eric Evans all down and beat y'all? <laughs> so me and Wade had a good relationship. We used to laugh a lot and, you know, but I want to talk with Mitch was back in Wyoming. You know, um, Mitch was young. I think we was a senior. I think he was a freshman, Mitch, or a sophomore. Yeah. And I was a senior. Yeah, I was a freshman. Yeah, and um, Mitch was young. And I'm like, who is this young guy that just dominate, you know? But that's why our offense was good as we were as offense because missing them on defense and practice, they worked us so hard that, you know, they was going all out that when we went and played in the game, it was nothing because we was play, used to play against our defense. So Mitch is right about that. I mean, they didn't take a time off in practice. And um, I don't know about you, Mitch, but we could have played anybody like, we could have went and gave Alabama and played them, you know. I don't know about them, but we would have gave them a game. Those big-time yeah. schools with that team we had and no players. Yeah. So I just want to say hats off with you, bitch. And, you know, I look at what you do and how hard you work to get where you at. Um, um, you might not, like you say, you have a career you want in NFL, but you got to think about it. Just to get there, how hard you work, you know, you could be a role model to kids, you know. Uh, I just want to say thank you, you know, and hey, keep doing what you, you know, do, I, you know, not only on the field, but off the field. I feel, you know, I feel the same way, James. You know, our our Cowboy football teams back then um, were so dominant that we could have played, you know, the much bigger schools than what we were. Um, shoot, I think... Uh, my junior year, we were nine and zero, and we were only ranked like number ten in the nation. Um, you know, we were undefeated. We were one of the only undefeated teams left. You know, of course, we we dropped a couple at the end, and we dropped way off. But uh, you know, that's just there's not that much respect for us, even though we were a right. good team and we knew it. Um, a lot of people don't realize uh, how good that Wyoming program is. You know, Mitch, you say that. That's funny because I know, Chris, you got a script, but let me say this. A lot of people ask me, why you go to Wyoming? I say, y'all don't understand. Y'all talk about Wyoming. But that's a good program. You know, everybody, we don't want to go to Wyoming. They don't, okay, you know, Wyoming is a great program. And I'm like you, you know. Um, I didn't have Dale White. I know what Dale was over there. I used to hear Dale always, you know, how you guys, but y'all was getting it done. And that's the type of coach you need. And uh, Paul Roach was over there with us and, my first year with Paul, and Paul taught us a lot. I mean, it was unbelievable uh, what he taught us and what we learned. And um, 
just to just to have those two as coaches and our other coaches, you know, receiver coach, you know, we had and um, all the other coaches did their jobs too. So that program is great and it's growing and it's going to be even greater and people are know who Wyoming is, you know. And you get time. the facility. You know, before have we now, take our first break, Mitch. Uh, are just incredible. Oh, you know what? You you know what? I just heard the music. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, I um I just wanted you to tell everyone why you chose Wyoming, and then we'll get into starting some questions. So, we'll take our first break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz, and I'm sitting here talking with former NFL player James Loving. So James, um, you, you you don't want to hear me talk, do you? You you, you want to sit there and talk more oh. with Mitch today, don't you? Yeah, I want to talk with Mitch. <laughs> I know you do. So, so again, we have former NFL player Mitch Donahue. He played with James, at the University of Wyoming, and Mitch. Again, thank you very much for coming on and being being on the show today. It's it's done world world of good for James to have you with us. Uh, it's my pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Perfect. So before we took our last break, you know, we were kind of talking about, you know, James had mentioned people had asked him why he he came to Wyoming. And that was a question I I had for you. Um, I know that, you know, you you were from Montana and, you know, sort of lived in the in the area. But why did you choose Wyoming? Um, You know, it was for me, it was a matter of choices coming from Billings, Montana. my other options were to go to Montana, um, and there was some offers late, you know, after the signing date. But you know, my dad was telling me, you know, if they're not willing to give you an offer before the signing date, then you're probably going to sit on the bench for a long time. <laughs> and it, and Wyoming treated me like gold when I came out there. Um, you know, some of the other places that I visited. Uh, they were disorganized when I got there. They took me to the wrong academic appointment. But when mm. when I got to Wyoming, they they listened to to me. They uh, got me to the proper <laughs> academic appointment. I th- think I was interested in the College of Business, um, so they got me there. I talked with the, some professors and whatnot, and uh, you know I wasn't really that worried about school. <laughs> I wanted to play football, <laughs> and so. They they took us uh, horseback riding, snowmobiling. Um, that was back when you could still do that stuff, and uh, just had a great old, old time. And and they treated me treated me great. And they said, you know, we want you, 
we don't just want you, we need you. And you can come and contribute right away to that program. And that was what I wanted to hear. Um, you know, on the plane trip back home, I, I just decided that that felt like a good fit for me, and that's where I wanted to be. I'm glad good. I did. Really glad I did. Worked out oh, great. Absolutely. And, and Wyoming's very glad that, that, that you came there, too, because you really really lifted that program up. I mean, you know, with with James and Sarge and all those guys with the with their air their air patrol that they had throwing the ball and catching and receiving and running the ball, you know, defense did just as much. So, you know, you just carried you know it what? on. So You know what, Chris, it's funny. I'm over here smiling, but um that what got me too when um, I came my recruit trip coming from Chicago, they took a snowmobile and I'm like, Hey, this is nice you know. <laughs> Remember that mission? They had yeah. those big old cheeseburgers up there. You know they put gamers. <laughs> Did y'all get? To... <laughs> yeah. But we we didn't get to go horseback ride. That would have been nice. But yeah, we did the snowmobiling though. You're right. <laughs> well, James, would, 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 if you had the chance, we were would a you little bit a horse? They, they put us on some great big horses, and you know they were fairly <laughs> tame. Uh, but a couple of the guys, theirs had a mind of their own. <laughs> they're kind of hard to control. I don't know. Yeah, I don't wow. like. I don't like writing things that can think for themselves. <laughs> I want to do the thinking <laughs> that all of a sudden have a personality that comes out in different ways. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, guys, let's let's get into some questions here. So, um, during Sunday's Denver Bronco game versus the LA Rams. Emmanuel Sanders, he's a wide receiver, was penalized for taunting after catching a 40-yard, 43-yard pass that was initially called a touchdown, but, you know, review put him at the one-yard line. After Sanders caught the pass, you know, he, he pointed in the Rams player's face, you know, and that's when he was yeah. throwing, throwing the flag for taunting. Um, so he's now calling the league soft. This comes at a time where others have been criticizing the league due to a number of roughing the passer calls and this is softening the game. So, James and Mitch, what's your thoughts on the NFL and becoming soft? Mitch, you go first. Well, I understand why they're trying to put all these changes in, um, but it seems to me like they're going way too far with it. Um, There was a lot of taunting calls this last weekend. It's like every week it's a different hobby horse for these reps, you know, and I, I know they have their meetings and they... They put emphasis on something. This week it was taunting, you know, and it might be that way for a couple more weeks until the public gets tired of it, and then they'll change. Um, But like T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, when he got that uh, roughing the passer, when he barely just touched the guy, that was ridiculous. Um, You know, the the taunting call in the end zone, uh, that that was ridiculous in the Broncos game, uh, and and on and on and on all weekend long, it, it was a bunch of ta- taunting calls that were just it, it gets you so frustrated as as a as a fan, you know you're going man, what is happening to football these days? Um, it really takes away from the competitive because you know that that had a big a huge factor in the game and it was. A, it's, it doesn't have anything to do with talent or play calling or anything like that. And it's not even his personality. He's not that kind of a player. Um, you know, he's a very soft-spoken, great receiver. Um, but uh, you hate to see that kind of thing. James, what would have happened to you back in the day? <laughs> all, the, all the talking and, uh, you know, gestures that, that we used to do back then. Holy cow. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Mitch. I'm like, and I didn't look at that as time. I just looked at it as he was pumped up, you know, um, at that time. Yeah. You know, he did a good play, and he just excited. It's, it's about excitement, you know. Uh, he was excited. He made a good play to get that team probably to win the game. You know, it wasn't like he was, I didn't think he was ton. Even if he was, you know, no ton, it's like, you know, hey, I caught that, you know, good. You know, and you see guys, the defensive guy, they'll smack him on the head, good catch or something like that. You know, when right. putting him down, I think because we used to do that a lot of times with people. I mean, DB, hey, you can't cover me, man. Come on, man. Or the DB, would they? See, I told you you can't catch. You scared of me. You know, both of us talking back and forth. Right. You know, 
So I just think it is the league is starting to change. I think um, they got hit with that suit with that concussion thing, so now they're trying to make everybody miserable. But you can't do that, Mitch. You know why? Because you got people going there for a family of four paying almost a thousand dollars to watch these games. You know, right? <laughs> so you got to give them yeah. money. You got to keep you keep calling these calls, and the game's gonna. You know, that game that um the Packers they lost that game because that call they did on the linebacker. You know? Right. So, right. and like you say, go ahead, Vince. Oh, no. It's uh, it's just a different day. You know, at the beginning of the season, I was thinking, well, we just need to put a flag on the cornerback. And if you pull his flag, then he's sacked, you know. But then that takes away from their athletic ability. You know, how many of these quarterbacks can get loose and make and be super dangerous when they get loose? Um, Aaron Rodgers is one of them, but uh, yeah. man, there's so many of these these young quarterbacks that are so good when they when they get to running around. Um, man, you don't want to see a flag put on the quarterback so you can just pull their flag and then they don't have to get hit, you know. But that's what's going to come to, I think. Do you see how all these games are ending up? Everybody, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers is a great player. If you let somebody run around there for five, six, seven seconds, and and they know they can't get hit and they'll fly, they're gonna find somebody to throw the ball too, and that's what yeah. the league coming to because these players don't want to hit him, and you know, so you try to chase him, and you're really not chasing him because you be hit him, gonna get a flag. So these quarterbacks are winning these games at the end of the game, and they're like, wow, you know, they going for five, six hundred yards because the game is a lot different now because you can't touch them. You know, this week it's taunting. We'll see what happens next week. Maybe it'll be something else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so after the game, they they talked to Emmanuel Sanders, and he said that if you go back to all of his games where he outcatches the defender, he always mm-hmm. points in the defender's face, kind of like, gotcha, you know, and, and that's all it is. Yeah. And, and you know, right. it, it, it's a matter of inconsistency and that that's what you're finding in a lot of these. It's inconsistency where they're throwing the flag and not throwing the flag, and and that that that's where it's like, where, where, yeah, it's just not fair. It's just not you know, it's not fun to see when they do that. No, and then you know they go nuts on the fines too. I think T.J. Watt right. for touching the guy's ankle or shin or something like that um, as he's getting pushed down to the ground. I think he got a $20,000 fine for that. What are you supposed oh. to do? Right. You know, his goal is to tackle the quarterback. <laughs> you know, it's nuts. So so if you were playing now, how, how, how would you be able to, to manage all this if you were having to play now? I would stick to my guns. I would just keep playing like I'm supposed to be playing, like the game is supposed to be played. And I'd probably be, you know... Getting, I accumulate a lot of fines and not a lot of money. But that's just, <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be played. You're supposed to play hard and, uh, yeah. you know, not let up. So that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. So my next question has to do with Monday night's game against the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. And it actually was a really good game. And it really surprised me because the 49ers, you know, their defense were den- was denying Rodgers. They were keeping him, you know, in, in the pocket. They were keeping him back. They were running after him. So, you know, it, it kind of <laughs> belied their one-in-five record. So I, I went and looked, you know, at the team's offense and defense standings. And this is what I found interesting. Kansas City has the worst defensive numbers, both the yards and points allowed. But they're number three with the offense. Atlanta Falcons has the second worst defense, but the sixth best offense. So my question to you guys is, in the long run of the season and the playoffs, doesn't the offense and defense have to match up? Mitch, what, 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 what do you think Boy, about that? It sure helps. Go, go back to when the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl and um, Vaughn Miller had just that fantastic game. It wasn't an offensive battle at all on either side. It was a defensive battle, and the, and the toughest defense won the game. Uh, they won the Super Bowl. And, you know, if you don't, there's there's some fun teams to watch, like 
Kansas City that have great offenses. But if you don't put a defense out there that can make some stops, it's it's just not going to matter because everybody's offense looks great against a bad defense. Mm-hmm. James? I agree with this. I mean, you could go out there and um, your offense would score 48, but your defense let them score 49. You lose the game. You know, um, yeah. so if you don't have a defense to stop it, you know, have a great beat, you know, no matter how your offense number one, your defense still giving up one more point and you're losing the game. I mean, look at yeah. that one year that um, Baltimore won. They had the defense and they had that good offense with a quarterback trend different, but, you know, defense was up there playing and they didn't have to score and be the number one offense. So, Mitch um, is right, you know, your t- defense, you know, if they get them to score, Give up only forty points and the offense score forty one. Hey, that's good. But you give them up forty two and your offense only score forty one. Great offense. You still lose. Yeah. So what good is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I thought it was really, really interesting the the stats that they had, and I, I just, I just wanted to look and I saw what I saw what I saw. So anyway, you know what? Let, let's take our next break when we come back. We'll talk more of what's going on in the NFL. So we, we have Mitch Donahue and James Loving, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play by play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz. And I'm sitting here with James Loving, and James is just having the day of his life right now. So, James, you, you, I, I know you're real happy because you're getting to sit and talk with former NFL player Mitch Donahue. He was a former player of yours at Wyoming. And I know there's got to be stories. And, and uh, Mitch, don't worry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you at the end of the show come up with a story. I'm sure you have one. Everybody has one about James. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, 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 let you, we'll let you do that at the end. Okay. Um, so you know, we, here we've been talking about the NFL, and um, and in the James has always said that you know the it, the series or the season really doesn't start until like week four or five. You know, we, we, weeks one through three or four, usually the teams are working out kinks, um, mm-hmm. and and because of that, you should never really count out a team that begins poorly in September. 
Um, so I have That's a few true. teams here listed. You know, I kind of want to go through them, through with them, and then I want both of you to tell me how you think the rest of the season is going to play out. So <laughs> let's start okay. with Houston, Houston Texans. They started 0 and 3, and since then they've last they've won their last three games. So now they're three and three. So Mitch, Mitch I'm sorry, I missed, Houston's going to end up doing. Which team was that? Uh, Houston Texans. Oh, okay, Houston. They started 0 and 3, and they've won their last three games. So now they're three and three. Do you think they're going to they're going to keep doing good, or should they? Yeah, I wouldn't count them out. Cleats? Yeah, I wouldn't count them out. They have a talented uh, quarterback, which is half the battle. And uh, we were talking about their defense with Clowney on yeah. one side and J.J. Watt on the other. Watt's on the other, uh, yeah. they got a lot of talent, not just those two, but uh, they have a ton of talent on that team um, defensively. That That's a great combination. Um, I think they're going to be, you know, they're going to be right in the thick of things uh, at the end of the year. Good. James, what do you think about Houston Texans? You, you know, I'm a little puzzled with that. Maybe you could help me with this, but... Um, that defense is just like, you know, you look at, like, who they have, J.J., they got Clown, they got, you know, other players. It's unbelievable. It just seems like they can't get it together, you know. I don't know, Mitch. I don't know much about mm-hmm. defense. I know the offensive side, you know. I know why they struggle, though, because their quarterback, this is his second year, I think, or, you know, and, you know, it's going to take a little time with him. But, you know, I know their offense in a couple of years is going to be really great once they get their quarterback where, you know, he's, Staying in the pocket a little bit more, not running, but on um, the defense, I don't understand. Cause that defense is off the chain, Miss. Maybe you could help me with it. Why they're not clicking and running people over? You know. Well, I think they're lot, this last game they got a lot of sacks, and uh, you know it, it was wearing on. Um, shoot, <laughs> no. See, I, I've been hit in the head too many times. I can't remember the quarterback's <laughs> name. Um, but who did they play? Was it? Um, the Cowboys, one of the Cowboys. It was, um, yeah, was it wasn't Dallas and yeah, Dallas. Uh, they Houston. they played the Bills this past week. Oh, the Bills past week. But but are, are you talking about Deshaun Watson, the quarterback? No, 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 no. JJ uh, Watson and Clowney were getting all kinds of sacks against the Bills. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Against our our guy, and they took him out for against a few games. Former Wyoming quarterback. Yeah. And so that you know, obviously that's going to have an effect on them. If they can keep that kind of play up, I think that's going to be. But before that, I don't know. I don't know what their problem is. Um, they beat the Cowboys. Almost like they're cursed. Yeah. Yeah. I know James is happy about that. Anybody, anyone who beats the Cowboys, he's happy for that. Yeah. I love it. I love it when the Cowboys lose. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite teams to hate. Yeah, that's true. So the next team I want to talk about is the LA Chargers. They started off one and two, and since then they've they've won three in a row. So now they're four and two, and a lot of people are saying that you know they're going to give the Chiefs a run for for the AFC West you know championship. I don't know about that. <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't, I don't know they. Rivers always has he, – he's kind of a mental case, I think. Uh, I know he's been around a long time, and he's done a lot of great things, but uh, it just seems like they always drop it when it comes to the end of the season, and they're going to go to the playoffs, and <laughs> they always fall off for whatever reason. Um, it, uh, they got a lot to prove to me, you know, to, that they're going to be in contention with anything. Yeah. You took the word James. you took the word right in my mouth, Mitch. Every time <laughs> yeah. at the end of the season they seem to lose or some way find a way to lose, you know, and just can't win it. I mean, you know, just something about them, they just can't pull the trigger, you know. So I'm like you, you know. They look like, Oh, they're gonna be great and run through, you know, and then they end up finding a way to lose at the end or just oh, they one game off of making a playoff. Okay. <laughs> And I, I say that, you know, I grew fond of the Chargers because of, you know, getting the – when we were in college, we we play San Diego State, and we play yeah. – we get to sit, like, in their locker room, you know, before the game and stuff. 
Uh, and so playing in their home stadium, and I would start to follow the Chargers um, after that, and uh, you know, playing at the Holiday Bowl and Jack Murphy Stadium and stuff like that. It was just I would start to follow them, and I'd I'd root for them, and whenever they get to the playoffs, and, and God, they would always let me down, always. <laughs> so, yeah, I just. I'm over that. <laughs> I'm over <laughs> All right. Well, since you're over that, let, let, let's then move on. Let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. They started the season 1-2-1, one, and, one, and since then they've won the last two games. Uh, how, how do you see them going, playing this out this season? Um, they got a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't really like the Vikings. It's just, I don't know if it's their color <laughs> or uh, growing up around here, you're either a Broncos fan or a Vikings fan. And I was a Broncos fan. And then I got yeah. to be a Broncos, so I really don't like the Vikings. But um, <laughs> trying to put my personal feelings aside, uh, they are a good team. Um, not sure why they've lost the ones that they've lost. Uh, they've lost some games that I thought they would easily win. But, uh, you know, they do have a good quarterback. Hopefully he can pull it together and, and take them where they need to go. Uh, yep. James, I know you got an opinion um, about the Vikings. Yeah, I'm not a Viking fan either, but I didn't understand, Mitch. Um, you had um, Case Keenum last year. I mean, he took you almost to the Super Bowl. I guess the Eagles probably was better. It wasn't Case that made you lose. Um, a year that he had, what did you need Kirk Cousins for? What was he going to do better that Case didn't do to get you? You know what I'm saying? I could see if he, but I didn't see Case losing that for them. So why would you switch quarterbacks? I didn't understand, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know where they went with that. So I still don't you know, know. I mean, Case. When that happened, there was rumors that he was going to go to the Jets. And, my, you know, my son Dylan was playing for the Jets at the time. Yeah. And so I was going, you know, maybe that'll be good. Maybe we'll get Kirk Cousins and we'll be awesome. Uh, right. And so I was really yeah. surprised that he did go to the Vikings. But I don't know. I think that's just, they make a lot of surprising moves in that organization, uh, especially like draft day. And, you know, they they don't always... They don't always make the conventional choice yeah. with conventional wisdom, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So, so to me, Minnesota last year, yes, they had they had a good offense, but they had a good defense to go along with it. You know, and, and this mm-hmm. year, their defense has been hot and cold. And and I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm, I'm thinking they're, they're getting back on, on the pattern they should, but, you know, I guess we'll have to, to see what happens. But, yeah, I... That, that, yeah. That's what I have to say about them. I, I always like their defense. They're lacking consistency. Yes, yes. So the last team I want to talk about before we take our next break is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they, they were like the Minnesota Vikings. They started the season 1-2-1. One, and one. Since then, they've won the last two games. So it seems like they're, they're getting some motion going. You know, how, how do you see the rest of their season playing out? Boy, I, I got a lot of respect for the Steelers. Um, you know, another great quarterback, uh, is, which is what you, what you need. You need a great quarterback if you're going to go to the Super Bowl and have a chance to win. Um, you know, is it the most important thing? Yeah, it probably is. But it, it's not the only thing, but it's, it's very important. They got a, they got a great one. Um, and so I'd say that there's a, there's a good chance, um, you know, that they can, do very well. Um, again, it's the if if they can't put a, a good defense out there, um, it's it's going to be tough. Now their defense have done great. You know, I I was talking about T.J. Watt. Um, this is yeah. what, his second year, and and man, he's been doing great this year. Um, you know, their whole defense has been doing great. So I see them putting it together and. And uh, I think their struggle has been more on the offensive side of the ball. But 
I, th- I see them putting it together and being being a challenge. What do you think, Lou? I think I don't think Pittsburgh will miss it. So you know they got all they got all that bickering in the locker room about Le'Veon, and then um, I mean I love receivers to death, but you know hey, um, Antonio Brown, he kind of remind me of a T.O. and Beckham. You know when the team. You know, they ain't getting the ball. They start screaming and all that. Stuff. And that just brings the team down, you know. So I think when you got players like that, they ruin the team with chemistry, especially when, you know, they just think they're bigger than everybody else on the team. And I don't like that. Because this is not how much money you make. Just because you're a main contributor, that means you put everybody else down. I think sometimes he put Ben down, and Ben sometimes forced the ball to him. He don't want him, you know, acting up, you know. Yeah. So... I just think they got too much problems right now. I, mean, I don't think it's the coaches, but change, do be a be owner, and get rid of some of the still problems if you want your team to be back on track. And I like, I want Pittsburgh to beat New England because New England, like to me, is Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I agree with you. Wholeheartedly <laughs> on that one. Yes, yeah, so I just think this year this had too many bickering and stuff going on, you know, and. Just too much in in house stuff they need to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell you what, let's take our last break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. I know you're tired of hearing about him, James, but I love this guy. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Have we got a high energy all access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports fans, players, coaches, and owners are all on Twitter. And the Voice America Sports Channel is there, too. If you need to stay on top of sports news and the most current discussions, follow us today at Voice AM Sports. That's Voice AM Sports on Twitter. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to Living That Sports Show. Again, this is Chris Marwitz, and I'm sitting here with James Loving, who has a huge smile on his face because uh, he has one of his former players, uh, Mitch Donahue, on, who also, he played in the NFL, and he played with James at Wyoming, and he is just uh, a phenomenal player. So, uh, you know, James, what, 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 <laughs> I, I know that you have a, a lot to, to ask or say for Mitch. Yeah, it's just good. Like, you know, a lot of people say, you know, when you're done playing, you still have that brotherhood with the guy you play with. You know, yeah. it ain't all about football, but still off the field, your friends, and you know, it's going to be that way. So that's what I like to say. Yeah, we. And, re- and before we I ask my next question, Mitch, I, I want to make sure oh. that you know we thank you for being on because this is we know you took time out of your day, and and this is something something you know great that that we love to have. So again, thank you for taking your time. 
Well, I don't exactly uh, have people waiting in line to interview me, so it's, uh, <laughs> it was my pleasure. It's kind of fun. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we had a, a reunion not not too long ago at the University of Wyoming. Our 1987 team uh, got inducted into the Wyoming Hall of Fame. And, uh, you didn't say. James wouldn't let me talk about that, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was huge, good to see huge everybody. A lot of people showed up, and um, you know, it was good. You talk about that brotherhood. You know, a lot of us, when we get around each other, we just pick up where we left off, and um, you know, even though we're like in our fifties now, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good to see each other. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. Like I said, James, he would not let me talk about that. I, I, I was telling him, I said that that's, you know, what, what you guys accomplished there, what, what they did. They inducted you guys into the Wyoming Sports Hall of Fame, you know, for the, the 1987 team. Um, you know, and that was the year you guys went to the Holiday Bowl. And it was it was an amazing team. You guys were just talking about it. But, you know, with people that, that weren't around it, you know, they don't quite quite see it. But the, uh, the, one of the ones of us that were there, we, we, we saw what was going on. We saw how great everything was. So, again, you know, congratulations to both you guys for, for, for that. And I, and I know, Mitch, you, you had already gotten into the Hall of Fame prior to that yourself. But still, it's, as a team, it's a big thing. Yeah. So thank you for no, bringing that up. Big- you know the the great thing about it is uh when we got to talking and telling stories about games that we had played like um being down 14 to nothing at halftime um at BYU and then coming back and winning that football game you know as a freshman that made such a big impact on me you know thinking that you know if if I was in high school um it's easy to when you're down fourteen and nothing at halftime to figure, oh, well, we lost this one, you know, and come out not playing as hard, and then you do lose, you know. But we were none of us felt that way, you know. We knew we could win this game. We just had to do things a little differently, and we made some adjustments. And man, it was just like we came out fired up at halftime. You would have thought we were up fourteen and nothing, and. uh you know, pretty soon <laughs> we were, we were up and uh, we stayed up. That was amazing. You know, I never forgot that game. You know, throughout the rest of my football career, um, you know, we get down. When I was at the Forty ers Joe Montana would take the field, and you just know we have a we have a good chance because look who's out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, never get. You never count yourself out. No. No. That right there is a good lesson for anybody to to hear and understand. All right, So would it surprise you guys to hear that? I want to talk about him. Patrick Mahomes, he's the quarterback for Kansas City Chiefs. He has the highest total QBR, the quarterback rating, this season. So it's 85.0. So he's followed by Drew Brees, which has 79.2. Jared Goff is 78.8. Philip Rivers is 78.3. So my question to you guys is, do you think Mayhomes can keep this up the, the rest of the season? Mitch? I don't know. I don't know if he can. Uh, I, I've seen him, you know, come on a lot these last two games. It's been really fun to watch. I mean, uh, two games ago, it just seemed like he could he could close his eyes and throw the football, and it was right on the money, and uh, make something happen. You know, um, you know, this last game, it wasn't it was less like that, but it was still impressive. And uh, I just I don't know. He's young. Um, sometimes these quarterbacks get really hot early, and then they fade off, and and you wonder why. You know, um, you know what happened. So it just it. Hopefully, he can stay on. It's fun to watch, just for my sake, because mm-hmm. I love watching him play. It's it's fun. He makes crazy things happen, and 
as long as he's not playing against the Broncos, then I don't want to see him play like that. <laughs> <laughs> James, okay. Go ahead and tell us what you think about Mayhomes. How is he going to do the rest of the season? Can he keep up to his high rating? I don't know. I mean, I tell you about quarterbacks all the time. They just get to the point where when they, um, the defense get more and more film watch on, they learn more. You know, probably right. by the end of the season, these defenses will have more film on him. You know, because film is crucial in no point with the quarterback. And that's when these young quarterbacks start to taper off because when they get in the game, they don't have that much film on them. So then when they finally get film on they start studying, it's a different thing. They can't do what they used to do. I mean, look at Dak Prescott's second year. They had that first year film on him. He did excellent. Then second year, he couldn't do nothing. So and then they try to give him the same game plan. His third year, it's not working. Yeah. So I think he'll finish out this year doing, continuing, you know, putting up numbers. You know, if the defense continue doing what they're doing in the offense, they, you know, they might go Super Bowl. But, you know, this year he'll still be, you know, if I get MVP. But uh, I think next year they're going to be on to him, and it's going to be a little tougher. Yeah. It'll be, you know, run out of pocket, throw all these crazy. He got a great arm, but it's going to be a little mm-hmm. different, you know, coming to the end of the season when teams, you know, buckling down and they study more film on him. Yeah. He's 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 learned a lot this season. You know, he's come close. He he lost his first game this past weekend to, to the Patriots to a very another very good team, um, but they almost won it. You know, and that would have just been just amazing if they had. So I don't know. You know I, I, I love I was, watching him. I'm, I I'm like one number away I, from I, did, I can't help but watch him. Almost won it. Yeah, I, I, think yeah, the I know. Chiefs almost, need almost, to... but it didn't happen. All right, Mitch. So before before we go. I want to know, do you have any stories or any little things about James that that we want to hear? Just from <laughs> uh, <laughs> just from uh back when we uh, we were in football, you know, we we'd have these team meetings and uh, uh when uh him, him and uh Anthony Sargent were like they they were Attached at the hip, they were always together. It seemed like, or, um, but, and so I was following uh, Anthony and in, Sarge into the uh, team meeting, and and uh, <laughs> Loving was was behind me, and he goes, Sarge, save me a seat. <laughs> save me <a> seat. <laughs> he wasn't hearing him, and uh, I don't know why that was so funny, but uh, just the way he said it, I guess it just. <laughs> I just started laughing. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, those two. They were always yeah. together. Nice, nice. Well, again, Mitch, thank you for for coming on. Um, again, maybe that. we'd like to have you, we, you can come back on again, because I know that there's more stuff uh, that you could talk about. And uh, anyway, thank you very much. You bet. You bet. It's my pleasure. Thanks again, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Perfect. All right, Bye. everyone, have a good week. We'll be back next Wednesday. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.